are now entering the back lounge of the MXU Tour Bus. Tour credentials required. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 85 of the MXU Podcast. I'm Jeff Sandstrom, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, co-founder, co-leader, Lee Fields, and Jay Desai, Dadu Worldwide himself, and our video director for the MXU Live Tour, Rusty Anderson. I need a nickname. You do need a nickname. What should it be? Rusticles. <laughs> Didn't think you would go there. Now, that is, that is a private nickname that already exists, but... Not private anymore. It's not private anymore, so there you go. I took it to the World Wide Web like we did the last two days. Yeah. That was pretty legit, so... I mean, yesterday we kind of did, but the, the World Wide Web was broken. Why That's did, true. So why did freaking Facebook, Instagram, Amazon Web Services... Why did everybody decide to crash? Because they're all owned by the same people. I think we crashed it. I, I mean, the MXU community, right? I thought it was because all the evidence of the fake moon landing <laughs> surfaced. Finally came at, to light. At the Facebook headquarters. Well, that could have been it. I was more focused, though, on what, what we were doing. You were talking about. Did that really happen? <laughs> that was for the old school MXU podcast fans because Stone would always talk about how we never landed on the moon. That's right. You know what? I'm going to get an astronaut on this podcast one day, and we're going to prove that there's cheese on the moon. If you get an astronaut cheese? on this podcast... What are you going to give me? I will give you a pound of cheese. Moon I cheese? Would, I would rather a moon watch. <laughs> That's $5,000. <laughs> well, while everybody was worried about the status of the internet, including us to some degree, we were actually busy hosting our final... Th- two-day event. We're here in Chicago. We just finished day two. And I got to tell you guys, these two days were some of the most fun and some of the most powerful things we've ever done. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to get straight to it. I didn't know Corbin was going to do this at the end of the worship set, but he gave an invitation. Yeah. For and I was wrecked. You so, were a mess. You were leaky, as you call I, it. I, you know, you get old like me, you start leaking, but it was more so today because I am tasked with coming out, following those moments and transitioning us into what's next. And so last time when we were in Dallas, I tried to do that and kind of lost it because the moment in the room was amazing. And then today was the same, but I didn't expect that more than 10 production folks. It was that many? Yes. Wow. Would raise their hands to receive Jesus at the end of our worship set. And that's not including anybody who may have been online who engaged with that moment. So it just reinforced to me the the weight of what we're trying to help churches carry. Because we have provided a way for churches to experience that through our team in a real practical way throughout the day where we unpack how we plan and execute a worship service. But then we do the service, and it's way more than just singing a few songs. It's, it's palpable, like what is happening when the church gathers, right. whether it's you know two or three are gathered here, whether they're wearing black, sneaking in through the back door to do production, or whether they're a congregation at a megachurch, it's it's a powerful thing. So I, I'm still kind of overwhelmed. I think yeah, absolutely tired and uh, people tired and um, unhealthy people in the midst. Like 
that needed a moment to breathe. I think we were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And Rusty, I'm telling you, the way you tell a story through video on side screens is, I mean, you had camera ops today who had never touched a camera before, one of whom was a worship pastor, and I think they killed it. Great job. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. I think it's a testament to every stop we've, we've done this at. It's been astonishing how four people who have never don't even know each other, most likely have never done a camera, certainly never operated a camera in the style that we were doing, could... Um, could pick it up so easy, so I mean, so quickly, and pull off such an amazing worship experience. And you know, in in those moments, I'm like, I just don't want to be distracting, right? I don't want to. I don't know that I expected these worship environments to be what they turned out to be. I know I did not expect that, which maybe I should have. But even even in that, I didn't. I didn't want us to do anything that would be distracting. Um, but. It was awesome to see uh, how they could come together and help tell that story. And it's it's not that hard when the story that is happening on the stage is life changing, which yeah. it was today especially. Um, it makes it, it makes it fun. Well, and I think you know because when we were first planning this two day event, Lee and I sat down and said, "What if we just unpack for the room, planning a worship service?" And it didn't it didn't feel heavy at the time. Like it wasn't. It was we were thinking technically. It was, right. It was how do we execute? How do we plan? How do we make them more efficient and better? And yeah, you know, you but you forget. You do <laughs> that. It is a worship service. Like it's these songs are different than just cover tunes from the radio. Right. And these moments, it's like the the band on stage is communicating the truth of the gospel, and there's power in that. And so it's it, it was surprising to me that in each of these three two-day events, the attendees were not only engaged with the training, but they were willing to let themselves go there yeah. in, in worship. And I think it, it really was contagious to everybody in the room. I think, like you said, our idea was what happened from 9 until 3.30. That's what we focused on, which right. was building everything. Let's show people how to program a light. So let's have Rusty, we'll pick out audio guys to run cameras. And then we'll have Raybill do a sound check and mix drive worship. And that'll be awesome. And then we'll, we'll let them do the song so everyone can see it put together. And, and how I just said that is how we pictured it. Mm -hmm. And I think but they weren't just doing the songs. No. And I think God went, Oh yeah, watch this. Hold my wine. <laughs> How's my theology on that? Is that all right? I I, I love it. It's, okay, gladly hold it's, that. It's not a big Napa cap, just so you know. Okay, it's definitely old world. I'm sure old vines. Rusty has a degree in theology, so anytime I say something heretical, I just look at him and like, was that okay? Is that okay? <laughs> it was great. It was great. I um, have absolutely loved too getting to know all of our partners that have been here, like from all the companies, and they don't feel like company people. They've been amazing. They've been amazing. Like they all feel super great and are invested into the thing. So it's been yeah, yeah, super fun seeing the fam kind of build and the team kind of build up. It's been great. And it I think been. a few of them who aren't necessarily the quote house of worship representative for their brand, they may be new to some of this. And you know they've served churches before in a completely sort of manufacturer setting. But I think they're even seeing that wow, this this isn't just another conference. Right. This is a little different, and it's because of moments like that. So, 
you know, my, my hope and prayer has been that we can maybe have some influence in how they feel about church folks and church production folks particularly because of what they experience through what we're doing. One of my favorite guys is Eddie. Eddie's amazing. From 64. He has such a sweet spirit about him. That's it. It's I. He's continuous smile all the time and just seems happy. And you're on the road for a month. Like, it's hard. But the guy just is so bubbly. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, he serves everybody who comes to the table so well. Like, they just want to come and listen to a few in-ears. And he's like, Talking if you've ever, ever worked a trade show, trade show booth, that is exhausting. Yeah. yeah, just stand there all day and talk to people and ask yeah, questions. Yeah, he's been he's been great, and he's been answering so many questions. Like user level is all over the place on in here, so he's been great. I also love today the giveaways. Today were really fun and special, but our international giveaway, yeah, uh, Flavio from Estonia, I, he sent us a voice note, and I, and I just want to play it. Let's yeah. see if I my phone right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Woo! I will send you the address now. That's that, incredible. Obviously, he found out he won. Yeah. That wasn't that just was the moment it, that he found out. That wasn't his, like, American uh, If y'all can yeah. see my phone, it's the voice note that is address. He's like, send me that junk right now. That's so funny. <laughs> I literally He's, did walk around with the bag and just take stuff from all the vendors. and Yeah. So for those of you MXU who weren't merch. tuning in, we have a uh, an MXU duffel bag. That Jay basically went and filled up with swag. That's awesome. And I think I put a Bible. You had like from dirty the church clothes in there. In there? No, or? I put a Bible from the church in there oh. for sure. Though you didn't put your dirty laundry. <laughs> I don't have any dirty laundry. Oh man, <laughs> Lulu Lemon underwear is expensive. He wouldn't give that away. Yeah, that's true. But I love his reaction. That's amazing. Yeah, it was that's awesome. awesome. He was watching from Estonia. Yeah, we had people from all over New Zealand, uh, India, my my mother tongue land. The UK, where I was born and lived till I was 12. South Africa, my cousin lives there. Wait, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was my whole family. Are you recruiting your family to watch? My family's, no, my family thinks I'm a DJ, so they have no clue what I do. I don't know what I do. Um, and then Estonia, Morocco. There were some other random ones in there. It was Finland. It's incredible. Norway. It's it was awesome. Uh, I've been worldwide. I think that makes you all worldwide. I think you can now call yourself MXU Worldwide. By proximity. Uh, yeah, just by being near me in general, but but your audience was worldwide today. That's great. Um, Rusty, you're my highlight of these two-day events. I knew that it would be awesome watching camera guys and gals be trained in person. I honestly did not expect, I'm not just BSing, I did not expect the outcome of what we see on video to be as good as it is. Yeah, me either. I mean... <laughs> okay, that was I was going to ask that, and did you... No, the first, the first, uh, in, in LA Riverside, it definitely surprised me. Same in Riverside. And today, if I'm honest, like when we, so the way it works is we I do a little bit of training. I, I would train them for like 15 minutes, yeah, right? Like not, not much. And then we, we break for lunch and we come back and it's all audio time and everybody else is bored because we were just sound checking. I'm just kidding. It was awesome. But we're sound checking and I don't really like really talk to the camera ops anymore. I just say, Hey, come find me when the band starts playing full songs. And then we'll just give it a go. <laughs> yeah. So during rehearsal, you're talking to them on comm, kind of coaching them, and they're practicing. Yeah, they're practicing. So they're getting some extra reps just by 
being there when the band is there. Yep. Because the band is sound checking, but they're able to kind of work on movement and framing and all that. So that's that's helpful because they do have some more time. Yeah, for sure. But then, I mean, you know, once we kind of break and kind of reset for doors so we can do the worship set, today I was feeling like pretty nervous. I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't know how it was going to go. Um, it's just a lot of moving pieces and, um, but they, they all stepped up and it's just awesome to get to, I work with volunteers a lot and I think that that is what allows me to, to get them from point A to point B on these days. I do have a question though, because yeah. you talk during your training about the gear, you talk about the button layout on your switcher and how you have all five cameras kind of at your five fingers on your left hand. So your pinky is camera one yep. and progressively through your thumb is camera five. So you've got that sort of layout of the buttons. But what I don't get is when you're looking at the preview monitor with all five cameras, how are you in the moment able to peripherally see all five to know which is the best shot to take? Because that's not muscle memory. That's instinct. I mean, I think it, it's some instinct, but it's some memory in that I know that's a similar camera plot that I would do any Sunday, right? So like camera one is front of house, tripod shot, and then you've got a couple of handhelds peppered around the room um, and on stage. And so it's, I know by just the sound of the song, I know when I'm going to come back to the verse, I want the, the vocal. So I know that's one. I don't have to look at camera one. The goal is I don't have to look at it. I know that that camera operator is going to be where they need to be, and I can just take it. And then similarly, I know there's this little turnaround between the verses. I want to hit the drums and keys. And so your eye just knows. Your brain is working faster than your eyes are, and you know where you're going to okay, go. Okay, so you, have you a, lay your buttons out similar all the time. But yes. you, almost, you almost have a shot list building in your head. Yeah, so my brain is three or four shots ahead of where we are. So if they have oh. the shot, you're going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's up to them to make sure they always have something worth taking. Yeah, that's the goal. And that just comes from time. I mean, a lot of a lot of reps. See, that's it, huh. that's been an insight to me this that's whole time is like, watching you work, like seeing behind the scenes of how you think about things. It's like I have a no I hope I, that we can like maybe get the multi view with my com up on MXU now. This little plug. That'd be great. We can do that. Yeah. How many shots of ahead have you been? Like what's the longest, do you think? Like seven, eight? I, I wouldn't know like all seven shots to get there, but I would have a shot that I know I'm going to come to eight shots from now. Okay. Does that make sense? But you wouldn't be like, I'm going to go four, three, two, Not three. in a setting like this. Okay. When I'm, a few times that I've mapped it all out and scripted it, yes. But, okay. Yeah. It's such a cool insight. I, I love how much I've learned about video at these events because video for me, it's like, it's always been interesting, but I've never had the guts to actually grab a camera and figure out, what these guys do. So well, I feel next like year, it's, Jeff. it's more in-depth engineering and potentially more artistic. So I feel like it can be the extremes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like lighting can be super creative. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I don't know that the lighting guys are so mad at me right now. I don't know that the <laughs> engineering side of lighting is what video is. Video is video. Especially with what we were doing because the signal flow thing is, okay, signal flow is signal flow, but what you're building in terms of like, even for the audio day, our overhead console cameras, cameras on us as presenters, pips yeah. that you want to create that let the audience see a console and then us talking about that console, yeah. an output from a Waves 
monitor so you right. can see what's going on in multi-rack or super yeah, rack. You guys do a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I had to have a lot was, of camera angles. It was amazing to me that you said this was the most complicated thing you've done, and it's a bunch of audio inputs. Right. I mean, video of audio stuff. It was yeah. fun because, like, usually in, you know, in church world, it, it's most, mostly what I do is just camera cutting, so it is more concert style. And a lot of this day one stuff was more like newsroom, building things out and programming and yeah. flying pips and all that kind of stuff. It was fun. Well, boys, we're in Chicago. Yes, we are. And we just finished our last two-day event, and we streamed it. And we got to give a huge shout-out to Resi yeah. Yeah. for making that happen. So they worked with our team to make that possible. The church here actually had... Uh, resi encoders already so that that was easy and everywhere we've gone we've mentioned something about resi like half the room uses it yep i'm pretty sure it's a monopoly and the federal government should look into this <laughs> and maybe shut them down or not anyway but we're also in chicago and i think chicago has the best food in the united states of america mm. and if i know you wow i bet you have a restaurant in mind i do Rusty has to do loadout, and I don't think he can go with this, but we'll bring you back something. Okay. Yeah, like a napkin. But we're going to the Publican. Ooh. And it's one of my favorite restaurants in the country. Well, you know what's great about it is that the food is amazing, and it's a highly acclaimed and highly sought after and thought of restaurant, but it's not super fancy. No, it's not. It's like you know wooden family-style tables, and it kind of feels like a butcher shop. Yeah, Rusty, you don't want to go. Yeah, yeah it's actually not that good. Terrible, yeah. But it's, it's, the, good. it's one of the only restaurants that is as famous as that where I will order chicken. I know. And the, not steak. The chicken is the best thing on the menu. How's it I'll prepared? I'll be the judge of that. Um, it's, it's baked, but the flavor of this chicken is it's insane. And it's on a bed of french fries. It's like a, a whole chicken on french fries with sliced up sausage. How's their Negroni? We're about to find out, baby. Amen. <laughs> Heard that. Hey, I do want to say this in all seriousness as we're wrapping up. I am really, really proud of all of you and our team. And I love you all dearly. Well, the feeling is mutual, my friend. You're except the, best, I the just, best host. I interrupted you, sorry. Yeah, sorry, it's okay. You love all of us dearly, except Jeremy Bagwell. I don't dislike Jeremy Bagwell. Hey, Jeremy, I hope you're listening. <laughs> um, you wear your hat backwards, which bothers me when grown-ass men do that. Um, two, you're just loud. Just be quiet for a thing in the morning and late at night when I'm trying to wind down. But I do love you dearly. But you know what? You mentioned earlier somebody who has a smile on their face all the time, Eddie. Yeah. There's a guy on our crew that has not, has not stopped smiling one time, and that's Zach. He's been a great surprise for me because he's super yeah. quiet, super young, Never been out before, and he's just got this grin on his face like, I'm just happy to be here he's all awesome. the time. All the time. He's on the DC Pro crew. Daniel sent him out with us, and when you say, Daniel, um, we'd like to get one of your guys out on our tour, but the most important qualifier for anyone living on a tour bus is that they can hang. Yeah. And he said to Jay, we should go back and look at the email, he will not make a sound on the bus or something. or He won't say a word, and you think, like, yeah, right. He has said... Does Daniel know what it means to hang? No. <laughs> right. He said four words, I think. The whole time. But he's yeah. been smiling. He yeah. has been. I'll take quiet over Bagwell. <laughs> we love you, Jeremy. We do love you. Well, hey, we're headed, awesome. we're headed from here to Tulsa. Yep. And so for those of you who are going to be with us in Tulsa, we can't wait. Um, then we're going to our hometown, which yes. you have left us. 
Greenville, but we're going to Atlanta. We'll be in the ATL, baby. We're super excited about being with our North Point family in Atlanta. 20 tickets left for Atlanta. That's amazing. We opened up another 75 to two weeks ago. There's 20 left. And I, I heard that. I heard Passion City's buying 12 of those 20. So maybe there's eight left by the time well, you're hearing this. We'll see what they end up doing. I hope they will. But I just got to say, we love the team at North Point, And it's my home. Like, it's where... Liz and I started our marriage, and it's. I feel like even though we've left, it's it's my church, and so I can't can't wait to be there. Can't wait to work with Warren and the team. I know they're going to be awesome. Mike and is amazing. It's going to be great. Then we're going to Charlotte. Wait, back to North Point. Weren't you there day one when yeah, they started? Before before the building was built. Yeah. Um, we met every other Sunday night at Dunwoody Baptist Church, and while the building was being built, the church was being built in another location because they were so generous with the mission of the church that they partnered with North Point in helping launch it. And I love that. That's what I love about what we do is that we're partnering with these churches who are hosting us to help the big church. And it's so gratifying to see everybody willing to come together for what we're trying to do, which is to help people get better. Cheers. That's awesome. Zach Kermer is the same way. His FOMO is so hard. He wishes with us the whole time, but he's been cheering us on every single day. And then we're headed to Nashville with our IPS folks, Mr. Samuels and Nick. Guys, we got four stops left. Let's go do it. Let's I'm go leaving. Go. I'm going to dinner. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Run the load out. <laughs>